And a very good Sunday morning behind the scenes interview time here on Worcester Radio 104.5 WQKT AM 960 WKVX and streaming online at WQKT.com. Well, it's the Sunday before Christmas and our guest uh, via the telephone this morning is Sarah Meeks. She is program assistant for family and consumer sciences for the OSU Extension Office in Wayne County. Uh, Sarah, happy holidays. Thanks uh, for joining us here this morning. Yeah, thank you. Well, we're going to be talking today, obviously, with Christmas right around the corner about uh, a number of different holiday-related things. The first thing we're going to talk about, Sarah, is uh, an important thing, and that's food safety. So uh, some of the tips, I guess, for folks either preparing or those that are going to be on the receiving end and eating meals around the Christmas holiday. Of course, this year might look a little different, but um, I'm sure that some are still planning to make a holiday meal or two. And so um, just some basic food safety uh, is always important, um, especially, uh, you know, not just for yourself, but for other people. So um, just making sure that um, you're looking at those sell-by and use-by dates um, when you're purchasing food, uh, make sure that you're using a food thermometer. I know that that can be a hard practice to start, but it's a really uh, good one. So if you don't have a food thermometer, um, they're usually, you can get a basic one, really cheap. Um, so I suggest uh, definitely getting one of those. And then, of course, uh, when we make holiday foods, right, we usually make a little too much, so we have some leftover. And uh, so those leftovers, you want to make sure uh, that you eat or freeze them uh, within three to four days. And if you have a gravy, that's actually within two days. Um, so you don't want to leave that sitting out too long. Um, and just freeze the stuff if you know you can't eat it in time. Um, but then when you go to reheat leftovers, uh, make sure you're reheating to 165 degrees Fahrenheit. It's really important to uh, make sure that leftovers are reheated well. Um, so again, that food thermometer, just making sure that everything is, is safe to eat. Um, and so then, of course, there are safe uh, temperatures for all kinds of things, like uh, the different types of meats that we might make. So um, poultry, 165 is what the internal temperature should be. Um, and then it's a little different if you're having ground versus like a whole roast or steak. Um, so if it's a whole roast or steak or pork chop, something like that, it's 145 degrees Fahrenheit uh, with a rest time of three minutes. But um, if it's ground, it's actually 160 degrees Fahrenheit. So it's just an important difference to make note of just because ground meats can um, just have more opportunity for contamination. So it's better to heat those a little higher. Um, and then again, the leftovers, 165 degrees. Um, and of course, sometimes we're even uh, reheating leftovers in the microwave just because it's easy. So make sure that you're reading all the instructions. Make sure that you just know how your microwave oven works and make sure that, you know, um, you've got the correct wattage for the food you're microwaving and things like that. Um, and again, that safe internal temperature is so, so important. Um, and then just something else I'd like to point out about food safety is, of course, uh, sawing foods out. We sometimes get like a turkey or, or something like that. 
And there are several ways to thaw out um, frozen foods uh, that are safe. The, probably the easiest way is in a refrigerator, um, but this also takes the most planning. You've got to make sure you get it out in plenty of time. So uh, if you're using the refrigerator method, just make sure that, um, again, your refrigerator should be the correct temperature, which is 40 degrees or below. Um, and then make sure that you've got, say it's a turkey, uh, it's going to take about 24 hours for every four to five pounds. So that means a 12-pound turkey is going to take about three days to thaw in the refrigerator. Um, you don't need to take it out of its wrapping, but you should put a pan underneath it just in case it leaks some of the juices and things like that. You don't want that getting on other foods. Um, and then the other two ways, one is in cold water. So that's 30 minutes per pound. Again, if we're talking about a turkey, a 12-pound turkey, that needs to be about six hours to thaw. So um, using this method, just submerge the turkey in its wrapping in cold tap water. So if you've got like a deep sink or something like that, um, that would work really well. And then change the water every 30 minutes. And again, that's cold tap wa water. Um, and then once it's thawed, just cook it right away. Don't try and refrigerate it or anything like that. Just cook it. Um, and then the last way is a microwave oven. So. If you've got, um, you know, really last-minute plans and you need to use a microwave oven and, again, you have a turkey and it'll fit inside uh, your microwave oven, um, just make sure you read the owner's manual. Make sure you have the correct power level and the minutes per pound. Um, so I can't give direct guidance on that because everyone's appliance is probably a little different, but just make sure um, that you've got the correct uh, things there. And then also cook the turkey again once it's thawed with this method as well. Once again, joining us on the telephone this morning, Sarah Meeks from the OSU Extension Office here in Wayne County, giving some safety tips as far as uh, cooking for holiday meals. Sarah, you mentioned, um, obviously things are going to be different. Some people are not getting together. Others will for the holidays. Uh, for those that are is there a general rule of thumb as far as grazing goes? Uh, you know, you set the food out, and, and for some people, you leave it there all day. Uh, I know this is different than, you know, when you're talking about uh, summertime and, and leaving things outdoors when it's 85, 90 degrees. But as far as once the food is out, what's the, the safety net as far as being able to nibble and eat, or, or when should people put that back in the fridge? Yeah, so um, if... If you've got stuff sitting out, really, the it's no longer than two hours if it, it's something that needs to be refrigerated. Of course, if you have a dish of, like, crackers or cookies, that's a different story. But um, if it is something that needs to be refrigerated or, you know, it was something that was cooked, um, you want to make sure that it gets down to below 40 degrees um, within two hours. Um, that's just really important. Um for food safety, I know that's very difficult to do sometimes, especially around the holidays when you may have uh, people eating for a longer period of time, but um, just really important. And uh, sometimes people think they can't put hot dishes um, into the refrigerator. And of course, if it's just straight out of the oven, you, you're going to want to let it sit for a while. But um, you can put dishes that are still pretty warm into the refrigerator, no problem, and let that start cooling down. Even putting in shallow dishes uh, is, is helpful. That way it cools down faster. And just make sure you don't stack those dishes in the refrigerator. Um, 
that that's another important point, just so they, they can all cool down very quickly. Well, we're going to switch topics here in a moment, but I do want to make mention uh, a great fact sheet that OSU uh, has as far as how to best uh, store things after the fact. And we don't have time to run down the entire list, but a great fact sheet uh, that can be found online, ohioline.osu.edu. And you can look for the uh, fact sheet there as far as uh, pantry food storage uh, and just some of the things uh, to make sure that uh, before, during, and after the meal that everything is safe. Uh, Sarah, I also want to talk today about holiday spending. And I know uh, here we are, it's the Sunday before Christmas, so hopefully everyone has their shopping done, at least online, because uh, with things backed up mail-wise, likely not going to get here on time if you order now. But I'm sure people still heading out to the stores between now and Christmas Day. But uh, for folks out there who maybe have done their shopping this year, realize that they have spent way too much uh, and want to look forward to to spending more wisely in the future. Uh, We're also going to talk a little bit today about some things to consider for holiday spending, be it last-minute shopping for this year or for folks who want to look ahead to next year. Yeah, so of course, um, going into debt around the holidays is not something that anyone looks forward to, but um, unfortunately, spending, you know, it can go up and that can increase the amount of debt that some people take on. And so um, even though this may not necessarily apply right now, um, in the future, setting a budget and just making sure that you stick to that budget, stick to the list of um, items that you plan to buy, so, you know, setting that rule for yourself, if something isn't on your list, um, just don't buy it. Just make sure that you've, uh, you're controlling maybe some of that impulse buying when you just go out and purchase something on a whim, um, because that can really mess with your budget. Um, and then also, this is a great last-minute gift, um, just being creative. So uh, I know a lot of people really enjoy the homemade mixes and, the, and a jar, so hot chocolate, bean soup, a cookie mix. And this is also a great way if you have children to get them involved. Um, It really promotes reading and math skills because they can um, help um, measure out all of the different ingredients. So this is just a fun, nice way for anyone to do a last-minute homemade type of gift. And we do actually on our wayne.osu.edu website have um, a list of, of gifts that apply to both adults and children, so um, you can definitely check that out as well. Um, But then back to to being able to stick to your budget, just knowing also how you're going to pay. So I know a lot of times it's hard not to use a credit card. Um, Maybe you don't always carry cash, or maybe you always carry cash and that's all you pay with. Um, Cash really does help you stick to your budget when you can use it, uh, because once it's gone, it's gone. So that's always a great way to try and stick to that holiday spending plan. And then, of course, tracking your actual spending. Um, It sounds silly or it sounds maybe even easy, but, you know, we let it get away from us sometimes. And so stick to that budget and track your spending. You know, Sarah, a couple other ways that people can do this, holiday gift exchanges, you know, making things. You talked about getting creative uh, in a number of different ways, whether you're putting mixes together um, in the kitchen to give to somebody, or obviously crafts or homemade items, things like that. Maybe if you're a quilter, and then of course, you know, maybe just giving 
your time, making making the present that you give this year not necessarily a, about a material thing, but just finding time to spend with that loved one. And, and you know, in a year like this year, when people are just longing for that connection anyway, maybe that's better than anything else you can give. Absolutely. So, and that that is a great point when when you either are just wanting to do something for someone else or maybe, you know, your budget is tight, being able to just give your time. Um, you can offer to provide a service for someone, um, you know, cleaning something up or cooking a meal. Um, and it may, it doesn't have to be every day. It could just be once or it could be every month, you know, whatever you'd like. But that's, that is a very meaningful um, way to give that doesn't take a lot of money. So, um, yeah. Sarah, one final thing uh, I want to talk about today. Gift cards over the past decade have become more and more popular as a gift. Uh, and there are things that, that people need to, to know, though, as far as giving gift cards out. There, there are terms, there are things that uh, the small fine print, if you will, that, that people don't read sometimes. So I know you've got some tips as far as giving gift cards as a holiday gift. Yeah, so um, just make sure that you're always buying gift cards from trusted, known sources. I know this year, um, you know, gift cards are an easy way to maybe support a business when you can't always get there. Um, and so just, again, though, reading the fine print before you buy, um, making sure if you are buying online that, you know, are there shipping and handling fees? Uh, are there fees for purchasing possibly through the phone or online? Um, and then, of course, knowing your expiration dates and things like that. Um, and then also just be aware that gift cards, um, there are some regulations, and so they really can't expire for at least five years after the date that they're purchased or from the last date any additional money was loaded onto the card. So, um, it, but, you know, it's always good still to use a gift card as soon as you – Maybe not as soon as you get it, but pretty soon because you might misplace or forget about it. So treat it like cash. Once again, joining us uh, five days before Christmas, giving us some food safety tips for the upcoming holiday and also some uh, budgetary tips as well to make sure you don't go in debt either this Christmas or next, has been Program Assistant for Family and Consumer Sciences at the OSU Extension Office in Wayne County, and that is Sarah Meeks joining us here this morning by phone. Sarah, thank you again for taking the time and joining us here today on Behind the Scenes.